Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is dedicated to the memory of our brother, Mike Phoenix. We are recording it on March the 12th, 2019. This is exactly one year to the day that we found out he had passed. And we want to honor him and remember him even in doing the show as one of the Raspy Voice kids. We have a bottle of Patron on the table. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. We love you, Mike. We never won. Raspberry Boys kids are back in action. You are now joining us, but we want to tell you one thing and one thing only before we get started. If you have not rated, reviewed, or subscribed, please do so. ASAP. That is as soon as possible. Thank you. This week's show, we're going to get into the West Virginia Mountaineer basketball team, how they finish the season, how they're going to enter the tournament, which tournament they're going to go to if we don't make it to the big dance. We're going to talk about West Virginia football, updates, recruiting, Coach Neil Brown's philosophy on the quarterback race. And we're going to hit a pop culture that people are going to really like because it's all things Marvel. Captain Marvel Review, Jordan Ty Curry, Jeremy Phoenix, Brandon Phoenix. These are your Raspy Voice Kids. Let's go. The RVK, Jay and Fiend, I also hate Pitt. We're in the building. And we're going to talk about movies, man. We're going to be movie critics. Cisco and Eber, right? Two thumbs up. That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel. It came out. I really wanted to see it, B-Fiend. I, I really did. People were talking about how great it was. Or not, not how great it was. They just had a lot of expectations about the movie. And for me, and for me personally, the last couple movies that I've seen that I knew nothing about the character were really good. I saw Thor. Way back in the day, I didn't know about Thor. It turned out to be great. I saw Guardians of the Galaxy. Once again, didn't know anything about it. Turned out to be really great. 
Captain Marvel's coming out. It's the last movie before uh, Avengers Endgame. You gotta watch it. You gotta see it. Avengers Infinity War was amazing. I went to see it in garbage. My, I just wanted to make a little note to the audience. Jordan rolled his eyes when you said Avengers Infinity was amazing. Just I, FYI. It, it wasn't amazing. It was, it was fine. All right. We're going to come back to this. Okay. We're going to come back to this. Captain Marvel. Actually, you know what? I want to hear Jordan's opinion. Jordan is a movie critic. Jordan was at the theater for a while. He's seen movies after movies after movies. He breaks down things. Let's hear your bad opinion, Jordan. My bad. Yeah. Just because my setup. opinion's what different than yours doesn't mean it's a bad opinion. <laughs> Sounds uh, like his mom prepped him for that. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, your mom prepped you for your arguments. No, no, she? what? What you say about our ma- mama? Talking about our mama. Whatever is your house. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw Captain Marvel Thursday opening night. It was awesome in my experience. I didn't know much about Captain Marvel. The movie was awesome, but the experience was awesome. Both. It, b- both of my experience and the movie were awesome. I sat next to an old friend of mine. And someone who... What was I, her name? No, his name was Steven. Oh, okay. Her name was... I didn't get her name, actually. Someone walked up next to me, and they Steven and this person started talking a bunch. Okay, lie, Jordan. Okay, lie. Yeah, be like, yeah, no. So I got a number, but I was like, you know I ain't finna call her. Hey, Janika, one thing my Amy, mother told me to do Christian. is be honest. Who told you that? My mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So, 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 so what was going on, son? So I saw Captain Marvel, and there's one thing about Captain Marvel uh, that I didn't do when watching other movies was i didn't see any reviews beforehand i didn't read any of the critic reviews i didn't see anybody talking about it beforehand um and everything else was kind of history i saw the movie i thought it was good that so, was, i had a good experience no I, I get what you're saying no expectation the thing is I hey, hey before you go make sure you shout out spoiler alert not for me because you know it doesn't really matter but for yeah, the audience gonna, spoiler yeah. alert please everyone if in case there are any spoilers, i don't think i have any spoiler alerts i just ha- went in with no expectation either i really didn't expect it to be great but i didn't expect it to be terrible and when i got in there what i saw it did nothing for me what's your problem with it um, he just said it did nothing. The for him. jokes, that's, 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 that's the, the action scheme of things. I'm the action, about the, the action isn't too intense. The jokes are incredibly not funny. Like every joke they told, I'm like, really? And um, the feelings where you're supposed to have that. You know, you watch movies, and there's certain moments like when when your heart swells up and you feel like you feel like you're there. Yeah, yeah. Never had that moment. They my, they my, tried to have that moment a few times during the movie. And and it just didn't do- no, it just didn't so work out. So my thing with movies, because people say that to me, what do you like? Do you like comedy? Do you like dramas? And I like, I just like to feel something. Whether I'm watching TV, whether I'm watching a movie, whether I'm listening to music, I just want to feel something. So I get what you're saying if you didn't feel anything. One thing I do want to bring up to you guys, and I want you guys to give me your opinion on. The thing I heard more about than anything else with Captain Marvel, which, mind you, I know nothing about, is there were a lot of fanboys upset that Captain Marvel was a woman. And that seems to be like something that's happened before. Like people will say, well, Captain Marvel's not a woman or Superman's yeah, not black yeah. no, or no, whatever else. Yeah, or, I uh, get him, James Jordan. Bond isn't black. James Bond's not black. So Idris Elba can't be that, James now, Bond. That's a problem. But other than that, go ahead, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, so how do you guys feel about that, though? Do, do you think that it's important to stick to, stick to canon when making these movies? Jeremy, you can go first. Um, it depends on what it is. This is the first time you've ever seen this character. There are comic books from way back that have Captain Marvel as a woman. That's who she is. So for me, I get the fact that you want diversity in some aspect, but then there's certain characters that that's who they are. And the first time they come on the scene, the first time they're on the big screen, I think you should stick to what this comic books were. 
Later on, I feel like you can branch out and, and maybe maybe change Wait. some things. Like 007 has been 007 for so long that they eventually went to a blonde a 007, which leads to think maybe you can go to a, to a black 007. Very largely, but yeah. That's right. <laughs> so so for me, I feel like the characters, especially the first time we've ever seen Captain Marvel on screen, at least I have. So wait, so she it is a she. It's supposed to be a she. I I'm not super familiar with the comic book universe because of Marvel I, especially. I was gonna say because I thought uh, come on Jordan. I thought they were not say, with Marvel. I'm really DC. familiar with DC. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought they said that it was a it was a man. They made her a, a woman for this, and that's why people were upset. Is that the case? Well, Captain Marvel in the DC universe is a man. That's There's a Captain saying. Marvel in the DC universe. See, in that's... the Marvel universe, it's a different. Story. No, see, that's how cool I am. I didn't even know that. So, but so, so the thing that I get here's my big thing with all of that. When I hear people talk about that, I'm like, this is all made up anyway. It's all yeah. make believe. So if I imagine something, it's just my take on this. It doesn't change what you grew up with. It doesn't change what you, what, you know, if you're reading a comic book right. or if you watch the old movies, it doesn't change those experiences for you. This is just something different. If you don't like it, that's fine. I get that. But I don't understand why people get so upset when it doesn't stick to canon as if somehow it impacts your childhood or its legacy. And here's uh, an argument for that statement, uh, arguing for you. It doesn't, it shouldn't be canon because canon is already there. You can go and read old yeah. uh, comic books yeah. of, this, of this story that you like. Get them, Jen. People want a fresh take on these stories that have already been told. Like with the Ninja Turtles, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie that came out. I never saw it, so I can't confirm if this actually happened. But in the new Slippery movie. Slippery slope. I know. So <laughs> I'm just going off speculation yeah. here. So the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the new movie that came out four years ago. The, the Ninja Turtles weren't mutants. They were aliens or they got had an alien... Yeah. involved in there somewhere instead of being mutated from radioactive waste. Yeah. A lot of people were upset about that, but who cares? Who because cares? it's a different story. It's something fresh. It's something hip. I want to see more. Uh, I want to see different stories in my uh, experience or Spider-Man, for example, the original two uh, Spider-Man trilogies, the one with um, what's his name? Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield. <clears throat> they were both, they both had a similar story. Peter Parker's in high school. He gets his powers and then bada bing, bada boom. And then um, he's in love with Mary Jane. That's where Jared was jumping. Oh, sorry. Mary Jeremy Jane. was being polite and letting me go. I'm trying to remember that. Uh, <laughs> look, I was trying to look. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, go ahead, but with, with Spider-Man Homecoming, he already had his powers. You didn't see Uncle Ben getting shot. You didn't see him getting bitten by a spider. Yeah. You see him after, you know, you're, the story you already know. And you're, you're given a fresh story with a really good villain in Spider-Man Homecoming. Michael Keaton was awesome. And a, a decently paced story. You're talking about like this last... Yeah, Spider-Man one? Homecoming. I love that movie. It's good. I took my kids to see it, expecting nothing but to fall asleep like I normally do when I take my kids to see movies. And I loved it. And then it yeah, also made me fall in love with Sunflower. Old, fall asleep during I, a movie? I've been falling asleep in movies since I was in my early 20s. Oh. Ryan McClung got so mad at me for going to sleep during Batman. I laid out across a full row of seats at Easton, <laughs> Columbus. McClung was so mad. He's like, I'm never taking you to a movie. Which Batman? Uh, begins the Dark Knight? I, I don't remember. Okay. It, no, it was not the Dark Knight. Okay. The Dark Knight, nah, definitely did not go to sleep on okay. no Dark Knight. Don't play no Dark Knight. Must have um, been it begins because I didn't. But I was just like, I I go to, I go when I do things, I go for social experiences. Yeah, no, no that's the truth. And here's the thing about Marvel. Like, I go you to see. That's the truth. No, you go to movies by yourself. You like movies. <laughs> no, I don't always have me a bad girl. <laughs> <laughs> stay with a baddie. I'll stay with a baddie. I need a bad girl. Um, but has Brandon seen Black girl? Panther yet? 
Why we gotta keep talking? About Why we gotta keep talking? Yeah, about I gotta bring it up. Here's the thing with Marvel. I go to see one or two movies a year. Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel came out, and uh, I went to see it, and it wasted my time. And I'm very mad. And I would love to take it out on the Avengers, but I can't because Infinity War was so great. Can't wait to see that game. How vengeful do you have to be to want to take it out on a mo- another movie? Look, movies. You got two chances in the year. Okay, Captain Marvel took one. <laughs> so Avengers Endgame better be good. Yeah, there's a bunch of other movies. Look, look, look. The Downton Abbey movie is coming out Down later Abbey. on the year. But I'm, so, I'm, I'm still curious I know that won't mess around. You said the jokes fell flat and the characters didn't interest you or like the I didn't feel them. Weird. I didn't feel them. Like when they got emotional, when they were talking about, you know, their relationships, and I'm not trying to spoil anything, I didn't feel it. I didn't feel what they were saying. Like I didn't feel like the actors really threw their emotions onto me where I felt and was consumed. I felt like they were acting. So was it an acting problem? Was it a directing problem? I think was it was it a story a, I, I, problem? I, I think it was or a writing problem. I think it was all all, all the above because I thought the acting wasn't great. I didn't think the writing was great. There were good points. Well, but like for me, it blows me away, Jordan, that you could say this was a good movie, but Infinity okay. War wasn't 10 times the Here, movie that why, that here's was. Here's why. Because everybody loved Infinity War. No, that's not what I'm saying. From you got, the you guys go, are taking words out of my from mouth. From the get go, said. Jordan. We're putting the minute them in your mouth. the Infinity War uh, uh, dude has Loki. Uh uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. I might see it still. No, it's too late. <laughs> when dude has Loki in his arms, yeah. it's emotional from it's beginning yes, to end. Yes, I agree. Well written, well acted. It's one of the better Marvel movies. Is it better than Captain Marvel? Yes, it okay. is better than Captain Marvel. Okay. I'm, not, I'm just not saying these movies are terrible i'm not saying these movies are fantastic george is not going to the extreme in the, in, in the tier list my my the top marvel movies that i have seen iron man sits at number one and then i have uh i think thor ragnarok is going to be up there and um maybe uh, maybe the first captain america movie what about Medea? <laughs> let me guess you've never seen none of those i'm not into the i'm not into no Medea. jordan either. jordan have you seen Medea? No, I'm not see? really into. Look, look. I never seen no Medea. You seen, you seen an old Medea movie ever? I've se- I have. I've seen like two. I have never. I've seen and like, I will I, never. I've seen two of like the twelve. And by the way, I have never. 12, and no, no, I no, will no, never. no, no, no. I need to say this. I need to say this. Usually, I don't get into cheese like that because that is extremely cheesy. And I'm I've never been into the. What was the other dude before Medea? Ernest. Ernest goes to jail. Oh all the, yeah, Ernest, Ernest goes to camp. Yeah. Hold up, wait. I love Ernest. It's connected with my childhood. It's I'm not child, saying yeah, okay. the yeah. acting is terrible because it's but it's sa- connected to my childhood. But they're the same movies. But anyway, I never um I watched, you know, maybe an Ernest or two. Medea's I thought was just like Ernest, so I wasn't really interested. I watched a few of them and they actually are more humorous than what I thought. They I mean, really Tyler are. Perry's funny. I refuse. But that's a whole different discussion. We're not having that today. Yeah. That's today. it for pop culture. Good times. Good job, fellas. Rat me boys. To the makers of Swill Dog, we want to give a big thank you for supporting the Raspy Voice Kids and for making the finest art cider in all the world, opening a new facility right in West Virginia. Please, we encourage all of you, get swilled, but do so responsibly. Also, congratulations to the Glovers on their new baby, Bishop Carroll. We love it. We love it. We love it. The next thing we want to do is thank Astork Auto. Astork Auto has been a wonderful sponsor and a wonderful partner, and they also are the finest automotive dealer in the entire state of West Virginia. When you want luxury, when you want quality, when you want treated with dignity and respect, go to Astork Auto. Jamie Spears is the man with the plan. Tell them that the RVK sent you. Sandwich U is the king of the fat sandwich, and they are the king of 
currently of being a partner with the Raspy Voice Kids. They've done so well by us. We're so grateful for their sponsorship. We love the fat sandwich. We love the secret sauce. You got to get to 708 Beechhurst Avenue so you can get your fat sandwich. That is in Morgantown, West Virginia. Tell them the Raspy Voice Kids sent you. They can't do you wrong. Get a shake too. I'm telling you, it's perfect. RBK, JMP, and I also hate pit. We're talking Mountaineer basketball. The season's finally over. It's been no, a long No, it's not. No, it's not. All right, the regular season, excuse me. The regular season's finally over. It's been long and grueling. It started off one way injuries, and people kicked off the team, and, you know, people growing up, and people getting benched, and inside and outside, and, and hugs saying our team stinks. And next thing you know, our team's playing well. It's been an up and down year. It really has. It's been roller coaster. Soap opera, all those words apply. None of those things are things you think about when you think of Coach no, Bobby Hutton. Absolutely. There was a point where you just wanted the season to be over. You didn't want to watch any more games. Then here we go, the last few games, and we turn a corner and we start winning games. We actually start looking good. And you're like, man, I wish the season went on a little bit longer. So here we are, end of the regu- regular well, season. It may, yeah, go ahead. No, here we are, end of the regular season. Big 12 tournament coming up. Postseason play on everybody's minds. Why? Because it's March. We all know what March is. The March is the greatest month for postseason uh, uh, sports. Sports. Period. March Madness. The tournament. Here we are. What you feel, baby? I feel like this season, everyone thought Duke was the foregone conclusion conclusion to win the national championship. Now the joy. But Duke may not even get a number one seed of my life. And you know what else is funny as you speak? Is in Zion. Is in Zion. Thank you. But as you say that, the funny thing is, whenever they lose to Carolina, which they did, they would say, well, we didn't have Zion. As if they didn't have three other McDonald's All-Americans on their team. Like, I just have no sympathy for Duke. There's I, don't, no I don't have any sympathy. But there to is, me, no, to no, me no, but there it is calls a into question Coach Mike Krzyzewski when you've got all that talent and you can't. I mean, no, no, because here's the thing. Uh, the reason why the reason why I say maybe not is because when you've developed um, a certain scheme in a certain way that then team, you should be able to adapt if you're arguably you. the greatest no, no, coach of all time. That's right, but in six games, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Look, you you what spent, was your contingency you plan? Spent, of- you spent your practices, your summers, your whole year with Zion being the main key focus. Now you have to adapt. I honestly think they will. But in six games, sometimes you have to adjust these people you know the who, problem with who, who reduce themselves to role players have to step up. You think about Anthony Davis when he was at Kentucky. Kentucky, he was surrounded with all kinds of talent. Yeah. He didn't have all them points. He gets to the NBA, and he shows this dude can actually score. What I'm saying is, yes, Coach K should adjust. I just feel like he needs to give, give, be given time, too. Do you know what the big problem with Duke is? What is it? They can't shoot. And there is no adjusting to, sh- to not being able to yeah, shoot. Yeah, they, there is. What's the adjustment? Foul calls. Referee, yeah, Zebra. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, and, and trust me, easy so uh, no, uh, answer B, uh, the easy side of the bracket. There, there yeah, that's go. another thing. Shout yeah. out to Heath Ruggles. Um, the other thing I'll say is in the SEC, Kentucky coming on like they always do, far more important than anything else. Tennessee has arguably the greatest basketball team they've ever had, and they choked away the regular season SEC title. Tennessee and Rick Barnes. 
The same guy who choked away what he had at, te- at Texas with Kevin Durant. Tennessee chokes away by losing to Auburn. They do not win the regular season title. After all season, at, for a lot of the season being ranked number one, a shoe-in for a number one seed, Tennessee chokes away. All right, so Brandon, Brandon, going back to a uh, past podcast we had, what are uh, Old Smokey's two tricks? Lay down and roll over. There you go. That's all you need to know. I told Tennessee fans, I said, you know how this ends. You're so excited. You're number one. We know how this ends. We know how this ends. You've never been to a Final Four. Stop it. Stop it. And you're not going to win your tournament either because Kentucky is. Because this is Calipari and Kentucky's time of the year. The freshmen figure it out. They get it together. They got it going. Admiral Schofield, nice knowing you. Um, The Big Ten, Sparty. I'm a loser, baby. (laughs) Yeah, he didn't do the soy un perro part. Yeah, I I'm let's go big ten Sparty. Sparty represented, put it on Michigan. I love John Beeline, but Izzo, you cannot be mad at Mr. Coach to the Izzo. I was gonna go Coach to the Izzo. <laughs> yeah, I knew I was going there. Um, but there's a whole thing that was just done and it said no team has won the national title, I forget, in the last decade, maybe longer, without being in the top twenty in offense and defense. And they listed the teams that are Virginia, Duke, North Carolina, Michigan, um, I'm trying to think who else. But it was really interesting. Gonzaga. It was really interesting to see the teams that are. Michigan, if you watch them play, I don't count those guys out. I look, look, I I got them cutting down the nets. Yeah, that's, that's don't, my don't count them out at all. Um, we still gotta wait and see. Kansas not making it is real interesting to me. Kansas not being Kansas able to win. So Kansas is so Kansas, man. They're so, so Kansas. They're so elite in the Big Twelve. Well, I know Gerald Vick is not rejoining the team. And 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 they're not gonna they're gonna make it to the Elite Eight and and Hopefully, I mean, maybe they'll get knocked out before. Last year, I thought they were going to get knocked Kansas out before. You think Kansas is going to make it to the Elite Eight this year? No, Gerald Vick? Last year, I didn't think they were going to make it to the Elite Eight. And then somehow, I don't know if they made the Elite Eight, but they made it way farther than what I thought. Yeah, I'm just, I'm curious. I'm curious what's really going to happen. Um, but back to the Mountaineers, man. Mostly about the Mountaineers, because, uh, you know, you're right. We can skip the Pac-12. There's a lot of things going on. When I look at West Virginia, I quickly, sw- while everybody was lamenting how we were playing and why everybody was so upset about the fact that we weren't winning, I switch my focus to what do I see that makes me believe in the future. And for a while, I didn't see it because we weren't getting to see McCabe had a short leash. Yep. Uh, Culver was suspended for the first 10 games. Um, it seemed like Harler was getting a lot of McCabe's minutes. Doom's red shirt got burned and he really and didn't play. And let me play. just say, Harler getting McCabe's minutes, I get it at the beginning of the year. He knew the system. He was probably more confident. McCabe didn't look ready at the beginning of the year. So people talk about Harlow this and Harlow that. I feel like uh, Huggins played him when he needed to play him, and then later on you, you take it away once McCabe starts getting more confident. There are still people who complain about when Harlow was put into games, including against, um, oh, I can't remember who it was now. Some team, go ahead. But when, but when he was in. But you know that's a whole different conversation. Um, what I will say is I like what I saw down the end. Somebody who doesn't get enough conversation is Emmett Matthews, in my opinion. Dude, dude hit five or six shots, man. He and hit one three-pointer. Yeah, he looked good. And what I love more than that is his energy. He's always there on the boards. He's not the biggest guy, but he's got a great spring. He's got a great nose for the ball, and he's got great effort. I love it. I think Matthews is going to be a star. Him, McCabe, and Culver put together. It's going to be nasty. What I'm curious about next year is who starts, Jeremy? If Sags comes back, who starts? Shwebe or Culver? Culver, no question. 
Why do you say no question? You say no question as if Derek Culver doesn't have holes in his game. He does have holes in his game. He had 16 points and 21 rebounds. This this dude is a rebounding machine. So Shwebae sits. He sits to begin the year. Now, I'm not saying this is the, the end of the year starting rotation. Beginning of the year is just like this year. Harlow started over McCabe. Yeah, I give, give him time to get acclimated to the big, big. You know, I, I don't. And, and, you say get acclimated, but and, I see plenty of freshmen. He's a McDonald's. is, is a McDonald's All American. Do, do you know the reason why I say Sweetway sits sits to start? Because he's too much like the big man in the middle. Sags. Sags. He's too much like him. Yeah, I mean that's the they're, thing. Is, I don't for, know. for me, I feel like they're very similar. Maybe Sags has more blocks, but Sweetway plays a lot like him. Therefore. Sags is going to get the start. I just think Shwebe has a better. I think Shwebe has way more evolved offense than Derek Culver, personally. I, as a high schooler, yes. As a college player, I don't know. We'll see. Because here lately, the part of the offense has ran through Derek Culver. Throw it down. Let them double and triple team him. And he's what does become, Derek Culver do when he gets double teamed? Sometimes he turns over, but sometimes like he's become one of the best passers though. He's a like, good like, passer. Like, like down, down there in the middle, he's a good passer. He draws the attention of the entire defense, but he doesn't. Nobody else does. You're right. These people are playing better because he's soaking up but attention. Culver doesn't know what to do. The first thing he does when he gets the ball, and, the moment the double team, and comes, what happens with another year of experience? Shweba is going to have his first year of experience being on the court like that. I just say you play the best guy. Because that's my thing. Is like I don't. I like, agree with you, but I'm just like saying the, Culver has experienced it this which year. I know I was he's dealt you. with it and he's got over it. So let's see next year. He'll be even more uh, better. Sweetway will be in his first year. That's, you, you that's think, the reason why I say that. So I asked you the question, and obviously I was asking you hypothetically, and that's your hypothetical response yeah, based yeah. on what you think is going to happen. Right. And that's legitimate. I just hope Hugs doesn't do that. I hope Hugs plays the best player and doesn't do it based on what he thinks is going to happen or based out of loyalty out of a guy who's been there and worked hard. Do you think? Do you, you feel like Huggins would do that? I think he's been doing it. I think that's why Issa stayed on the team. I think that's why Wes. I think. Do I, you think Issa and Wes stayed on the team because he was giving them benefit of the doubt of people who've been there, or because they were better than? Are you kidding? Did you see what our record was when Issa came back from suspension last year? Have you? Did you see Issa's plus think, minus I this think, year? I think. I think the thing is, and you heard what Coach Billy Hahn said it's, about it's the word. What, it's, Coach, it's, what it's, did Coach Billy Hahn say about Bobby Huggins? If he, he said he said he's a wonderful man, per, almost perfect man. If he has any fault, he, what's, give, he gives too many chances. That's right. He's too but loyal. I, but I. But I feel like Issa is is the main thing I've said a million times. I hate the word P in its potential. Sometimes you stick with something because somebody has so much potential. You think if he just taps into it, if he just showed it, he showed it enough to think, man, if he can just do it consistently. Look, this is not just me. It's all Mountaineer Nation who says that. Issa, if he just taps into it and keeps doing it every single game and it gets to a point where Huggins realized I mean, Huggins benched, it's not going to happen. Huggins benched him. As a senior, true in non-conference play. This is true. Why? So I just, I'm sorry, but I, I, I'm, I hope that that doesn't it's, happen next year. I hope, I hope that what happens next year is the best man plays, and that'll get us into football when we get there. That's right. A lot of people are. We're so, talking about being upset about the fact. Are you going to football? No. Okay, don't go football. A yet. lot of people will get upset about the fact that we're going to go play in the CBI if we do not win the Big Twelve tournament, which I think we're going to win. I've been saying that. Um, Javon Carter said that. I don't know why I believe that, but I just something about. Can you imagine? So, and we're gonna go on this run. It's gonna be Kemba Walker like. Um, and hey, look, everybody, get your needles out. If that happens, a lot of people's bubbles are getting bursted. Yes. So, but if we don't, some somehow we don't go dancing. We're gonna play in the CBI. Um, and what's that? The College Basketball Invitational. I, I think that's what it's called. College basketball. Which is so weird because I've never in my life heard of the CBI. I really This hadn't. will be the worst record from a Power 5 team to make it to the CBI if West Virginia does not win two more games. 
Shout to Josh Witt from Unreasonable Doubt for that right, little nugget. Right. Um, and people are upset because it's not the NIT, it's not the NCAA tournament. But do you know what I see or what I think when I hear CBI that we're going to play in CBI, Jeremy? What? Say it. You know. We're going to play. What do these freshmen need more than anything else? They need to play. They, they need, need to, play. to play. They need to play together. They need to play competitive basketball, not practice, not scrimmage. That's why the trip to Spain is going to be such a big deal. This CBI is going to be very important for them if, in fact, that's where we end up. Because it is a tournament. There's something at stake, and these guys can gel together. No, th- that's great. I will say it's a weird thing. We're winless in the Big 12 or in conference play for the first time. No, we're not. Since 1953. We're winless on the road in conference play. Sorry, not in conference play. On the road in conference play since 1953. Shout out Greg Hunter who gave me that stat. Um, it's crazy. So if it, so for me, no NIT, no March Madness. All of a sudden we hear about the CBI. Maybe you guys knew. I definitely didn't know about the CBI. I knew about the CBI. And because <laughs> I like because like somebody said before, I remember Pitt being in it. I just think it's really hilarious. I heard one caller call in uh, to some other show, and he said, the biggest problem is if we win the CBI, where are we going to hide the trophy? Yeah, and I, I'm sorry. We ain't hiding nothing. A trophy's a trophy. And here's why I say a trophy's a trophy. Yeah. Here's why I say a trophy's a trophy. This comes courtesy of Matt Long. Oh, real WV. quick, real quick. I'm saying, like, we used to play Gus Backers back in the day. Would you, like, display your toilet bowl champion, which came to... Only teams who lost the first two games, which I never did, and then won five straight, and then won five straight. Would you would you present your toilet bowl trophy? Um, no, answer is no. But continue on. I don't know. I mean, like, I'm not saying I would like celebrate it, but like, here's why this is important because people keep calling it a meaningless tournament. But Matt Long on Twitter said uh, he talked about his support for it, and he he mentioned this point. He said past champions have used the extra playing time to propel their programs. An example: 2010 VCU, they went to the Final Four the next year in 2011 with Chaka okay. Smart as didn't, coach. Didn't know that. Didn't 2011 know that. Oregon went to five consecutive NCAA's, including an Elite Eight and Final Four, following their CBI appearance. Wow. 2015 Loyola Chicago went to the Final Four in 2018 after their CBI appearance. Okay. The CBI, like I said. To me, it gives you the extra time to gel. You're actually Hopefully. playing for something. And like one thing that is cool, like you mentioned to me, is the championship game is the best two out of three. No, no, no I love that. And I love, uh, <laughs> I love it. How awesome! Look, and the look, games are home games too. So Mountaineer we'll Nation. How awesome will that be? Look, we're not looking forward to the CBI, but if somehow we make it there, the championship game is an NBA format. Who was it? I, I think it was Randy Jerko or somebody said or some one of them said, "My days are better when West Virginia is playing." And that's how I feel. I don't. I, I, my day is better when they're playing. Uh, well, well, that, that's pretty pretty close. But you can asterisk that and say when West Virginia is winning. Yeah, but like you know, for the thirty nine minutes until the game's over. <laughs> yeah, know? sometimes it'll take that long. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Like that's how I see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll have to wait and see. I, I, so. I, so- Oh, my bad, my bad. You, you going on with this? I'm just excited to see how these players continue to mature. So, what do you feel about Derek Culver? Not making freshmen all Big Twelve. I'm okay with no, it. No, no, no. Winning the freshman. Uh, I'm okay with it. I think he deserved it. I would have voted for him. Um, Excuse me. He made the team. He didn't make uh, freshman of the year in the Big Twelve. Yeah, he was unanimous for the freshman for the uh, all big, freshman all Big Twelve team. Yeah, and he was uh, second team all Big Twelve as a freshman. However, he did not win freshman of the year, and I could see now. Granted, I would have voted for him. However. I could see looking and saying this guy was suspended for disciplinary reasons. Yeah. We're not going to vote for him. He missed 10 games because of discipline. We're not going to vote for him. I could see a, a, a writers 
or coaches or whoever's voting on this making that decision. I don't personally agree, but I can at least understand your perspective. I kind of get it too. I kind of get it too. It's just some of his. But I want to make it clear, I don't agree with that. The things he's done at West Virginia is incredible. Like it's been since 1977 since somebody's had 20 plus rebounds. Dude had 16 points and 21 rebounds his last game. It's been 55 years since somebody's had two 20 rebound games in a season. That happened at West Virginia. Somebody said if he was on another team, a contending team, he wouldn't just be up for freshman of the year. He'd be up for player of the year in the Big 12. But, yeah. But I do hear you. Like It does make an impact if your team is the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. And it does make it a, uh, a difference when you've been um, disciplined for 10 games. And I think one of those 20, you got to remember to one of those 20, you know, the 22 and 21 game. And I don't know how you look at this because you can see it both ways. But one was triple overtime. So you get more options, but you also get a chance to be more tired. So, you, you know, you may not be able to make it. So I'm sure there's triple uh, overtime games in the history of West Virginia. Like, I feel like there's other people who've played those kind of games. That number still is just it's it's a good number. I'm not yeah. acting like it's not. But when Kevin Jones or uh, not Kevin Jones. um, Anyway, you know what I'm saying? Like Marcus, I said, you can see it either Mar- way. Marcus Gore, right? Marcus Gore. <laughs> Marcus Gore was dope. We ain't hating on him. But that's it for basketball right now. We're going to jump to football. Rat me, boys! Statewide Sports Line by Chad Rogers. They are our newest sponsor, our newest partner. If you get a chance, make sure you check them out down there in Taze Valley, West Virginia. Chad Rogers, the man that has so many different options when it comes to clothes and apparel. Chad Rogers, sports fans, check them out. The quintessential businessman, an international world traveler, courtside seat sitter, and raspy voice kids partner, Jim Ashley. We thank you so much for all that you do. We thank you so much for being a Mountaineer fan. You, sir, are the man. So a Utah Jazz fan named Shane Kiesel decided he was going to get famous last night. And when I say last night, I'm talking about Monday March the 11th, he decided he was going to get famous by running his mouth to Russell Westbrook. Now, Russell Westbrook is the kind of person who seems to react to these kinds of things. So if you're a fan, I'm sure it's fun, right? And you think this is all fun and games is part of the atmosphere. Now, I will tell you, when I'm at a Mountaineer game, I will call out the players. I'll call their name, but I never, ever say things disrespectful. No, you can't. I don't call them names. I don't cuss at them. I don't cuss at the refs. All I ever do is say, hey, number zero, I got you when they're on the free throw line. I just want their attention. I want to break their I want to break their focus. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, this uh, guy named Shane Keys, on the other hand, decided he wanted to heckle Russell Westbrook. Well, it was all fun and games till he decided to say something that was not audible to the rest of us. But what did he say? Well, we'll get to that. But Russell Westbrook responded by saying, I'll beat your cuss word and your wife's. So, of course, Russell Westbrook looks like a terrible person, right? Yeah, because you, you, don't, you don't talk about women. That's what it sounds like, right? Yeah. Everybody's saying that. So, in the meantime... The fans that were in that section were issued warnings by the NBA. Okay, Shane Kiesel decided to Snapchat or take a picture of his and brag about the fact that he got a warning, right? After the game, though, Shane Kiesel People was in a much ridiculous. different spirit. Yep. After the game, Shane Kiesel doing an interview, you know, you know, you talk back and forth. I thought we were having a friendly exchange, is what Shane Kiesel said. And then suddenly he got upset. You know, uh, I didn't know why he got up so upset, you know, and, and that's fine. You can say stuff to me, but, you know, my wife's five feet, 100 pounds. You don't bring her into this. And I thought, you know what, Shane, you're right, man. You don't do that. Yeah, you don't. Oh, but then it came to light what Shane said. Shane said, as Russell Westbrook repeated, 
Get down on your knees like you used to. Now, for those of you who might think that's a sexual thing, he's not talking sexually. He's talking slavery. And the way we know that is because Shane Kiesel, before he could delete his tweets, which he did delete, but before they could be deleted, they were screenshotted where he said, go back to where you came from, Russell Westbrook, a reference to saying, go back to Africa. Like Jeremy and I experienced Ridiculous. throughout our entire childhood, people saying those kinds of things to us. Yeah. And then he said, Russell Westbrook, and then he put hashtag MAGA. Then he said, Rus- then he said, Russell Westbrook needs his cuss word beat. Hope somebody beats his cuss word. These are all things that were said prior to yeah, this game. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is, is don't get me wrong, I, I don't feel like, honestly, I feel like women are off limits. You know, Women are off limits. I mean, unless she was the one saying it, and I don't say unless that. Unless she was saying and racist. I don't think, and, 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 and I don't feel like he should have said that to he her. He should not have. But it's funny how fans can just pop off and try to say whatever they want and then act like, oh, well, I was being so and they're innocent. Lying. And they're lying. And when you said the most ridiculous, over-the-top stuff, now granted, sometimes it doesn't happen, but in this case, you were caught. You were busted. You were, you were, you know, it came to light what you really said. And if you really did say that, then I hate the fact that you could just pop off and say whatever you want because the dude is in a jersey. Because if you saw this dude in the mall, straight up, it was you and him in a mall parking lot, nobody and, around. Anywhere in the world. You wouldn't dare say a word to Russell Westbrook. Because you can't beat him up because you're not stronger than him. You can't outrun him if you got scared. There's nothing you, can't you can do, do anything. besides catch all you're those You're only hands. popping off because you have the advantage that he's an NBA player. and Maybe you'll get like your 15 minutes of fame. Well, he got it all right, Jeremy. And guess what else he got? What? A lifetime ban by the Utah Good. Jazz. Good. Because Shane Kiesel is a liar. Shane Kiesel is a racist. And Shane Kiesel was busted. And I'm glad it happened. Now, I will say this. If Russell Westbrook was my child, you know, he's a grown man. But if he was my child, I would teach him not to respond to that. To instead get, get a hold of team security, get a hold of NBA security. That's right. That's right. And point them out. That's what I would suggest. And here's the happen. truth. Like, we've experienced that many I mean, Yeah. In our I life. Would, I would never, I would never threaten a woman. I would never. And I wouldn't threaten a fan because you're a professional. You're above that. And with the MAGA thing, I have plenty of friends who voted for Donald, Donald Trump who do What's MAGA, MAGA mean? make America great again. Okay, I, I didn't know what I, that, that. So for me, that doesn't indi- that does not indicate somebody's racist or whatever else. Shane Kiesel, though, as a person, as a human being on his own, yeah, is a racist. And Shane Kiesel was busted, and he decided he should have. The best thing he could have done was kept his mouth shut and stayed off a of camera. But he wanted that fame. Well, guess what, buddy? You got it. Right, my voice. We want to give a big shout to Shrinkables. That is Shrinkables. Shrinkables, the best bulldog breeder in all of the world. When you want high quality, when you want great pedigree, when you want a wonderful experience, Shrinkables is the place to go. Shout to Shrinkables. Thank you for your partnership. Thank you for your sponsorship. We love y'all. Astor Auto of Charleston is West Virginia's premier automotive luxury dealer. We sell Land Rover, Jaguar, Mercedes-Benz, Volvo, and Audi brands. We also have a wide variety of pre-owned luxury cars at our store on Corridor G. Our service department also goes the extra mile and aims to exceed your expectations. We offer free pickup and delivery on service appointments to make your life easier. Come experience a new level of service. Astorgado of Charleston, a tradition of automotive excellence. Learn more at astorgado.com.
on the West Virginia football. Right now, it seems like a slow time of year, but it's not because we've got a brand new staff. They're putting out offer after offer after offer. And they just put a new one out, accepted for uh, Grayson. Hold on, I don't remember how to say his name. Kid from Spring Valley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five foot nine, 170 pound receiver, but he's a kind of do it all, jack, uh, jack of all trades kind of guy. Swiss Army knife kind of guy. Ryan Switzer type player. You know what's so funny? I'm in a spot where I trust this to- coaching staff so much, even though it's new and we haven't seen any results and we just see the things that they're doing, that when they offer a kid, I'm like, yeah, that must be a good pick, you know? <laughs> well, I always yield to coaching staffs, in my opinion. When people ask me, like, well, they didn't get very many offers, I always say, I tr- if the coaching staff wants them, I want them because they've paid more attention than I did. True. You look at Steve Slayton. Look at Owen Schmidt. Look at Pat White. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things. Not that people didn't want Pat White, but they didn't want him at quarterback. Maryland rescinded Steve Slayton's offer. You know what I mean? Like, just because other people don't want the kid doesn't mean that the coaching staff hasn't identified something. And I like what they're doing, especially when they're going down into Cabell County, when they're going down into Wayne County, when they're going down into Marshall Territory. These kids who have been programmed and raised to hate West Virginia, and they're going to sit there, a kid like Grayson, and say... I'm proud to be a Mountaineer. And I love they got him early, man. Like, he talked about securing the border of West Virginia to keep West Virginia kids in home, in state. And you go down to Spring Valley and get one, that's big. That's really, really big. No, and and I'm I'm happy not only that it happened, but I'm happy that we're making inroads in places where people thought it wasn't possible. Now, granted, this is just a verbal commitment, and it's not, it's just, it's not a scholarship offer. Um, so we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but it's a good start. The other thing that I wanted to talk about is Neil Brown's philosophy because uh, they did uh, they did an article there. They were talking about Neil Brown, basically his QB search. Who's going to be the starting QB? Everybody's assuming it's Austin Kendall. Neil Brown said, when you know, you know. And I love that philosophy. Yeah. He said, when you know, you know. So what they're going to do in practice is. I, I instantly smiled. Yeah. The quarterback's going to each get their chance at, at with the ones. Until it becomes clear. And he says it always becomes clear. When you know, you know. And I believe strongly that if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks. I don't think we're going to be in that predicament this year. I think somebody's going to separate themselves. Yep. I don't believe that Jack Allison is going to be the starter. I think it comes down to Trello or Austin Kendall. I could be wrong, but that's my perspective. No, I and I agree with you. Um not judging just purely because of bowl game, but that's one of the biggest exposures we had to Jack Allison. Um, there are some good things, but there's also some things that we were lacking a little bit. Um, and I watch Jack, I mean, uh, Kendall, also Kendall's YouTube. YouTube is not real game. Nope. YouTube is not college ball. Nope. But I will say that I saw enough that I'm excited to see what he has. And I YouTube never. YouTube is with Lincoln Riley. Yeah, yeah, okay. So 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 we'll see what he has, but I, I honestly expect it to be Austin Kendall. And it's now, now Trey no no, I'm saying now Trey Lowe, um, we didn't really get to see him. No idea. Maybe what he, can he steps do. on the field and he blows it up. Maybe he's one of them guys who just takes it by storm. Maybe Pat White's and Adam Ben Erickson where where he comes in and the dude is the truth. You he's he's undeniable. Yeah. We'll see. Um I like the fact that we have competition though. That's yeah. great. It pushes so, everybody. Because there are people who will say, well, why did we get Austin Kendall if he's not going to start? The answer is because we only had two uh, scholarship quarterbacks. So even just so think about it this way. Even just for reps, for receivers and tight ends, getting enough reps and routes to practice, you need more quarterbacks. 
So they have three scholarship quarterbacks in addition to whatever they're going to have as walk-ons. That puts you in a position to practice the way you need to practice, to develop the way you need to develop. Another thing Neil Brown said is, it's TJ Simmons and Tevin Bush time. It's time for them to step up. It's time for them to show out. Tevin Bush, TJ Simmons both responded to that, responded to that on social media. They look hungry. They look ready. Vic Coning made an interesting comment about Vendarius Cohen, which was basically, he's got everything we want. We just don't know if he wants it. Yeah. He didn't say those words. And by the way, said. those words didn't seem like a, I don't know. It seemed more of a coach's ta- tactic to motivate somebody. I feel like this staff, now we don't actually know because we haven't seen, like we haven't seen, like we haven't gotten and to I know what you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I'm just saying. What am I going to say? About being them, them being genuine and real about what's going on. Yeah, I don't feel like I hear a lot of coach speak from them. I don't feel like that's their I, mindset. But but, no, but I know no, what you're going to say. No, no, and I, and I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you. I think it's a real speak. But I think he said it publicly yes. to light a fire. I agree. No, to you're light right. a fire. You're 100% right. And to say, please, baby. <laughs> No, please. no, and I'm please telling get it right. You, by the way, just so if cases nobody knows, Vandarius Cohen, I don't know who thinks they're the better rapper, but I'll tell you of the of the rappers on the team is it's Derek Pitts, Tevin Bush, and Vandarius Cohen. They, they can't do a Snapchat, they can't do an Instagram story no. without rapping the whole time to you. Yo, son, look, we can have a battle. We Let's can go. have a battle. Y- y'all three, all the three, three of y'all, y'all come at us, RVK, RVK. son. You don't even know. We challenge y'all. No, I'm throwing that out there. Listen to it right now. Get your bar, <laughs> get your bars ready, son. Hot 16. Spit. You made it a hot line. I'm going to make it a hot song. Right, right. <laughs> anyway. No, nah, but for real, them dudes love rapping. I'm like, for real, y'all, y'all ain't got nothing else y'all can do on Snapchat Instagram. But anyway, shout out to them. Can't wait to see what they do because if they do what we think they can, it's going to be a fun season next year. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.